What do you think of when you think of leadership? Well, my guest on today's episode has a mission called Last In Line Leadership. And to be a true leader, he talks about being the greatest servant of all, borrowing that from the life of Jesus. Guys, I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, John Shibley. John has been a sales and leadership professional in the corporate arena for the past 27 years. You're going to hear about his story, how he takes God with him into the marketplace. So he's just like you and I. And what's that look like to spread your faith or to stand for truth or to exhibit a witness while you're on your job and also among your team? At the same time, he's also the author of four books and the host of the Last Inline Leadership Podcast. Now, I've had a chance to be on his podcast. He's doing some incredible work, and this guy has some top-level guests. We talk about some of the most memorable interviews on this show as well. I know you're going to get value from today's episode, so let's get into it. This is Raising the Standard, Leadership, Mindset, and Development for the Ambitious Christian Man identify, unlock, and access spiritual secrets and strategies grounded in biblical truth so you can run your race and maximize your impact and influence. It's time to lead yourself, your family, and your world. Let's get after it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Raising the Standard. This is Leadership Mindset and Development for You, the Ambitious Christian Man. And today I'm joined by my friend, John Shibley. He's the host of the Last in Line Leadership Podcast. John, it's great to have you on. I had a great time being on your show just a little bit earlier this year. So thanks for jumping on today. Yeah. Hey, it's good to be uh, be on this side of the of the camera, on the desk, whatever you call it. But I love your show. I love the guests you have on, man. You, you got a heart for what you're doing. So it's awesome to be here. Yeah, man. Well, listen, I wanted to have you on specifically because you have a powerful message and also because we have a lot of guys listening right now. And, you know, this show is not necessarily for ministers. It's not necessarily for guys that are full-time in ministry. You're welcome to listen if that's you. So we have guys that are out there in the real world, John, and they're they're either entrepreneurs, they're working in corporate, they're building their own business, or they might find themselves in a season right now where they're working for someone else. Um, but they still want to be the best they can be. They want to maximize their call, fulfill their potential, and really exhibit this thing we want to talk about today, which is leadership. So what I love about your story is that you're actually doing it. Just like me, you're in the real world and you're climbing the ladder, you're providing for your family, you're leading on the job. So can you dig in a little bit for our listeners and just tell us what you do and a little bit of your backstory? You obviously have the podcast, but I'm really interested right now in what you do for your occupation and and how that has played out in your life as you follow the Lord's call on your life. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man, I've been in sales my whole life, really, 26 years, I guess, and most recently about 15 of it in the medical space, much like you, um, you know, and so I've I've done pretty much all different specialties within the medical, pharmaceuticals, device, different things, different treatments and therapies. Uh, so I'm out and about, you know, hitting the streets every day, um, trying to, you know, gain influence, trying to transfer this passion that we call whatever product we're, you know, whatever our passion is in that business and, and transferring it to customers and, and ultimately make a difference in people's lives, patients' lives. And so I get to really feel like if I, you know, looking through the right perspective, if I do it right, um, I, I'm seeing it through the lens of serving. So I, I really am serving people, people that I may never meet, most likely never meet. 
Um, and so if I keep that mindset, I think that keeps us going in the rut that can sneak up on us every day, the doldrums of kind of just that laser focus of, oh, okay, I guess I got to go do the same thing, you know, and drive the same road since to go see the same customers and, and most likely not get any sales today because you know as well as I do, it's a numbers game. And a lot of times it's kind of like batting in baseball, you know, seven out of 10 times, you probably don't get a base hit. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I've been doing that for a long time. So the rejection, I don't really take that. I mean, we, we kind of just stay on the grind if you've been in this long enough. Uh, it's easy to get discouraged. But again, having the right perspective is really where I've had to keep myself in check. And I mean, man, if I didn't if I didn't get up in the morning and start my day the right way, pouring into, you know, my spiritual time, I'd have a I'd have a totally different attitude. And some days I do. Some days I don't have a great attitude, but I do it anyway. And I think that's the difference is some people let that feeling that they have, they depend on a feeling to navigate them and direct them. And I just have to kind of push through that. So I didn't answer your question at all, most likely, but I've been doing that. I've been doing that a long time and I've had ups and downs. I've been first in the company. Um, I've won Rolex. I've won trips. I mean, you know how it is in medical. It can be very rewarding. There's a lot of flexibility in our schedule. Um, but yeah, I think we're doing some good out here, um, in, in what we do in, in what people do, they're listening, like just focus on the good that you might be doing downstream. It isn't always right in front of you. You may never always see the people that it, that it helps, but just know that if you're bought into that process and that journey, that, that there is somebody benefiting, you are serving somebody. Yeah. I, okay. I want to jump into a couple of things you said there. So the first thing I want to point out, and this is also for everybody listening if you're in sales, and most likely you are, if you're building a business somewhere in your organization, whether you're building it or you're working for someone else, there needs to be a frontline sales force, right? Someone is selling a product or a service and it has benefits. It has something to enrich the lives of the people that purchase it. And what I see, and I've been in sales, John, as you know, and a sales trainer and and all the things that kind of go with um, with my path. And sales really is service. You have to love the customer. You really have to love the end result then and believe with a passion like I'm hearing from you. Um, and so we can put our hand to that and know that we're doing good and that we're serving others. So it's a form of serving. And in some ways, we could even look at it as it's a form of being excellent in everything we put our hand to. So if the Lord's called us to be in that season and on the job, then we should do everything as unto him. And thanks for being transparent because you told me about, you know, hey, there's some bad days. There's some days that you just got to push through. Um, so I'm interested, what's the Lord doing in your life? What has he done in your life through your career? Because I think there's a lot of people listening where we've made, and this is probably church culture, we've made being in ministry, the prize or having a platform, the prize or whatever that thing is that someone's chasing, but it's really the day to day, just like in the life of Jesus, we talk about in the standard, you know, the day to day, 30 years, or, you know, at least two thirds of his life, um, showing up and doing good work and providing good customer service that really prepared him for his mission. So, What's the Lord doing in your life, man? How's he preparing you? How do you view your work in light of God's call and purpose and mission for your life? Yeah, I love that question. Probably should think about that more often as I go through my week or my month uh, and the year. And, and going into 23, 2023, I think that's a good perspective that you've got me kind of interested to dig into a little further. But I will say 
if you look for opportunities, you God shows you things about why he's got you in a particular space in that season. So I say that because as I'm talking to customers throughout the day, and I've got a twofold answer to this, but from a customer standpoint, I've met customers who I would have never known were believers had I not dropped little bitty, you know, subtle hints, subtle seeds, little things that I've done or ways that I've handled certain situations. You know how it is when you're in front of a customer, there can it's a it's a moving target sometimes as to ways that you could or maybe that you should not behave or approach a situation or speak or ethics, morals, values. And I've had opportunities and I've chosen to take the right path and people have noticed that. And then that opens the door for conversation. And I don't, I've met so many customers that we end up, and maybe this is bad that I don't, that I do this, but we end up talking about our faith and about our personal lives and about our, our values and standards and cultures that we have as men more than I talk about selling a product. And I walk away from that, that particular meeting. And I think I didn't sell anything today, but man, I needed that. I was like a boost I needed for God that God kind of showed me like, here's why I have you doing this. Like you have an opportunity to witness. You have an opportunity to share with people. The iron sharpens iron with customers when we don't even realize it. The second part of that is God's allowed people in my company, specifically my, my immediate director, sales director, who I answer to every day, is a strong believer. And I've had that in the last three companies I've worked for, which is amazing. I don't know that anybody can say that. Um, I've been blessed. And so the guy that's my manager now, he's more of my best friend. You know, he's turned into a really good friend of mine. And there's two or three other guys that are on my team that it just sort of comes out. And, and I say all that to say is God puts guys around you because he knows you need that structure, that support system in the workplace. So if you're looking for it and you're operating in the ethical, you know, the moral way and you're walking that 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 path, people gravitate and then you start realizing that there are relationships out there that you needed that you didn't see coming. And I've been very blessed cuz I'm not great at building relationships. Maybe there's guys listening that have a hard time building a big network of guys that they do stuff with. And and I've been that way. I've got a big family. I've been absorbed with being a husband and a father and sometimes I lose the forest for all the trees you know and and sometimes I'm not great at building that network of guys but God's put people in my life that are in my job in my company that man if I've got we've got a, a, a little text chain going with three or four of us and you know corporate America you can't just throw around Bible verses and and pray for people out in the open in company meetings. I mean, you can, but it it's not always received in the way you would think. So God's put little pockets in my life that have allowed me to build that network and then allow me to sow seeds in, in people that I wouldn't have ordinarily done. 
Yeah. Yeah. So good. So a couple of things you said there, John, I heard two main themes, but first I think you actually are benefiting the customer and advancing the company's mission when you build rapport with your customers, because having that interaction as friends establishing, I mean, for me, sales and leadership is about establishing trust. You know, no one cares what you have to say until they know that you care and that you actually are interested in their business, their point of view, and really helping them solve an issue. So absolutely, I think that building trust and establishing that rapport and friendship in the marketplace is so important. But you said two things, you know, you talked about, well, first of all, and, and I'm saying this for the listeners and for wherever you are right now, um, John, as you're sharing your story, we see that God has his soldiers, he has his people that he places in different sectors and different spheres of society, and he can put us anywhere and he can get to that person anywhere. So when you're showing up in an office and you actually drop a breadcrumb, you may be the answer to that person's prayer because maybe they just said something like, I don't believe in God, or I'm not even sure like how I'm gonna get through this trial or this test I'm in. And this is for people listening right now, like you may be the answer if you open your mouth and if you're sensitive to, to where the Lord's leading you. And maybe it's something you say, maybe it's something covert, maybe it's something very overt. You have to be obedient to what the Lord's telling you. But I see that in your story, John. And on the flip side, you've been very blessed because not only are you there for where God placed you, God's also surrounded you with some strong leaders of you know like-minded faith that um, that are supporting you and pushing you forward, which is so important because I'm thinking of Daniel, you know, he was in a foreign nation, but he had his three brothers with him that were there. And like together, they had this microcosm of like, hey, we can establish culture within ourselves and we'll make sure that we don't we don't mess up, that we move forward and we'll hold each other accountable. So I love both sides of that. Yeah, let me add to that real quick, too. I will encourage somebody listening that if you have maybe you haven't seen those opportunities within your own team or your own company. Uh, or that small little sphere of influence that you go to, you know, Monday through Friday, eight to five. Uh, but those people might be there. So I'm just encouraging people to kind of be head on a swivel a little bit, kind of be cognizant of those opportunities where you can, you can tell, like, if you feel like you're in that, like you just mentioned, Daniel, I mean, if you feel like you're kind of in that, that territory, uh, it, it almost, it feels like enemy, ter enemy territory, right? You're in the minority with your belief system you might be surprised that there's somebody else that's probably feeling the same way. And, and it's awesome to have those doors open and, and God creates divine appointments with those people so that you aren't alone. And so that you do have people to kind of sharpen each other. And I, I mean, it's been a blessing and we got guys listening to this and, and listen to my show that I mean, we're just, we're just regular average dudes. Like, yeah, God's doing extraordinary things through us, but we're just ordinary, right? We're just average guys trying to go out and make a difference and provide for our family. But man, God just, he, he presents things that if we're looking for them could be game changers. Like you said, man, I might really be doing more than I think to influence and move the sales needle, not really trying to move the sales needle when I'm talking to a nurse about, Hey man, God's good. He did this. Oh yeah. You know, uh, my, my kids in the hospital, I, you know what? I, I'll pray for you. And maybe I don't do it right there, but that one little sentence, you'd be surprised at some of the countenance changes. And they feel sort of that peace. And then you walk away and you feel like maybe I did something there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
you are doing something. There's no doubt in my mind. And I think the key there is we just have to be obedient. So this comes back to, you know, are you really walking with Jesus? He wants to walk with you in the marketplace. And we know that as guys, we love the boxes. We have our morning box. You know, maybe you're spending time with the Lord or you're reading some scripture and then you put it away and you head out and you're like, now I got to be this other person, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can take the Lord with you. He wants to be the Lord of your life, your entire life, everything you do. And I think it's, and I've experienced, it's a huge adventure when you do that and say, okay, where are we going today, Lord? Like where, what, what's going to happen? Like, what's the conversation? Who am I going to meet? Um, awesome stuff, John. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this interview. I want to invite you to a special challenge I created just for you. I firmly believe that you have access to an unfair advantage that God makes available to disciples. However, many men never learn how to walk in the power that's available to them. This is a free 11-day email challenge. I want you to sign up for it. There's no cost to you. You can join at accessyouradvantage.com or click the link below. Now, back to the interview. Let me ask you uh, one more question as it pertains to work. Um, how has the Lord positioned you? You know, you talked about that you've you've won some awards, you've done some things here. Tell me about um, just the favor of God in your life and, you know, any recipe that you've discovered in your life for how you were able to excel within the different companies that you worked for. Um, just curious from your perspective, if um, you have any, you know, any strategy of how to best serve and what led to your promotions and your pay increases. And I know that you've, you know, made some moves that always bettered you as you, you know, were strategic about what's next in my career. How has the Lord played a part in that? And what's that look like for you? You know, it's probably an unorthodox answer to that question because there's a lot of books out there that you can read and podcasts you can listen to that talk about the secret to sales success and the secret to this and the secret to that. I got to tell you what I've found to be, <laughs> it's not really a recipe, but it's, back to I don't focus on that kind of stuff that stuff just sort of finds me and and I don't say that to say to be I don't mean that as, as prideful or arrogant at all but I just try to get my perspective in the what can I do that's right in front of me that makes a difference today like and you hear people say be where your feet are so that's what I try to do I don't try to put my feet in a five-year plan down the road of here's where I want to be. Here's what my title needs to be. Here's what my income needs to be. Like I need to be doing this for this company. Some of the stuff that's happened to me in a good way, like the blessing and just the favor has happened when I didn't necessarily intend for it to happen. I didn't necessarily want it to be honest with you. Like I'm not trying to get from, okay. I'm, I, I would like to get promoted just because that means more money, but I'm not trying to get this extra title or this extra credential. Um, I know a lot of people, that's what they're, you know, they see that and they have this trophy that they're focused on every day. And they're like, I'm going to be a manager. I'm going to be in leadership. That's great. But I never really focused like that. Wasn't my Holy grail, uh, if you will. Um, and then I guess just leadership would come to me and approach me about having more of a role in something uh, maybe leadership, maybe just being a presence at a national meeting, you know, or a national conference for whatever space we're in. And, 
and maybe I'm just supposed to be kind of representation of the organization, which that's a big thing because there's corporate vice presidents that come to these things. You're getting all this exposure. And my boss told me the other day, he doesn't like when I call him my boss. So sorry if you're listening, but uh, my, my manager, my friend, my part, my, my coach, he said, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of exposure here. It's going to be a lot of good exposure. And I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? That's what I said to him. I'm like, do you know me? I said, I, I don't care about that. I mean, yes, that's great for them to see that I'm actually representing in a good way. But I'm like, that's not why I do this. So that doesn't really give the listeners They're The listeners are probably like, answer the question, like, give me something. But all I can say to you, if you're listening is like when you're dating your or you're, you're wanting to be married, but you hear about people say you won't find a wife until you stop looking for one. Like I found mine whenever I wasn't really expecting it. Good stuff will find you when you're not just so laser focused on a title or a dollar amount or a status in your company. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a title that says you are a leader. You know, you are, you know, doing great things. So let's reward you. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I love the man, the money. I love the even the recognition uh, is great, but that's not why I do it. So I guess. All I can say to your listeners is that stuff will happen. I don't have a recipe or a secret sauce other than embrace the process, commit to the grind every day that honors that process. And then if you're serving and you are, are thinking of something other than all those other things, those things will find you. Yeah, that's a great answer. I think that, and I've observed that in some of the best salespeople and some of the best professionals that I've observed is they do the fundamentals really well. They put their head down and they just focus on what they're called to do right there. And that's what you're explaining and you do it with excellence. And that's what's led to, that's what, that's what's led to your promotion and your, your breakthrough and the prosperity that you have. And I'm reminded, even as you're talking of just Psalm 23, you know, when you do the right things, when you walk with the Lord, surely goodness and mercy, they follow you. You're not chasing those things. They start following you because you're walking in alignment with your father and his will for your life. So let's pivot, John. Let's talk about, you are also the host of the Last in Leadership podcast. I want to hear a little bit about um, you know, this that started as a passion product project. Um, you've had some major guests on your platform. Tell me about your mission. Tell me about how it started. What was in your heart? Why did you, how did you, why did you like get started with this and, and tell us a little bit about what you focus on there? It's incredible. Um, I, I say this all the time when I get asked this question, last in line hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, in the gym or in the garage working out one morning during COVID. So we're, we're all, you know, quarantined. And I just ah, sort of COVID story. <clears throat> I was going to say, yeah, I, the one good thing, no, <laughs> I think a lot of things, you know, there were a lot of things that were born out of COVID that weren't terrible, but there were some bad things, but, but this thing just sort of, the Lord just laid this on me. And uh, I will say to the listeners too, as a caveat, like, God, if you're wondering why God isn't speaking to you, God speaks to me in the in the gym. Like if you're working out and you're breaking yourself down, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a metaphor for humility or or whatever. But God like storms in when I'm doing that, and He just lays stuff on me. So I had this idea, and I I'm looking for scripture and found like so Mark nine thirty five where it says, you know, 
he who wants to be last of all will be, or who, who he wants to be first will be last of all and servant of all. And, and, you know, the, the scripture everybody knows is Jesus says it like I came to serve, not be served. And so I started just kind of marinating in this concept and yeah, uh, last in line leadership kind of took shape and, and, uh, it was kind of ragged around the edges. It might still be, um, I wrote a devotional. So, cause of all those early mornings during COVID for, you know, a year or whatever, I'm just writing down journaling and reading devotionals, writing devotionals. So I wrote a book that was kind of devotional, uh, centered. Uh, it's got some small group practical application questions there. Uh, but started the podcast shortly after because a friend of mine sort of, uh, told me, you know, he's got, he had a YouTube channel for a while and he's like, just do it. Cause I was afraid to do it. And cause I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not scared to be on camera or talk, but I just don't know all the logistics of all that. Well, he just said, just kind of do it and fail at it for a while and then, then get better at it. So that's what I did. Um, and yeah, you said passion project. I, I guess it still is. I get, you know, when you, when you aren't, monetizing something and you're doing it as sort of a hobby but a, a ministry uh i it is a passion it still is a passion project i guess because i love it so much and i feel like it's doing some good in some pocket of the universe that 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 is my offering to the world you know and god kind of has me in this sphere of, of of influence for a reason and so i think it's it's helping people it's helping me <laughs> selfishly it's helping me because it seems like these guests that i bring on an interview you know how it is like they're just ministering to me even if there's nobody listening it's it's me that that's getting a lot out of this uh so yeah i i started last in line i've written four books uh workbooks mostly i did a journal devotional hybrid uh last or i guess earlier this year and so uh, yeah, I've, I think I, I just hit 200 episodes a few weeks back. Um, so been doing it in my third season. I don't know, man, it, it's, it's just been fun. And I look up and it's 200 episodes later. It's hard to believe. Congratulations, man. That's a huge milestone. That's commitment. That's, um, you know, just sustaining the vision that you have. So what is the vision? You know, when you get on the mic for your podcast and you're talking to your audience or you're bringing a guest on what's that vision? What are you trying to impart to the listener? Yeah. So I, I think to the whole theme of what you just said about your audience and, and being guys that are trying to be better every day and we're out, you know, doing the work, hitting the streets, trying to be kingdom men in and, and create a kingdom business environment, wherever we're going. Uh, I want the audience to get out of these guests that I bring in just what good looks like um, from a faith perspective and have encouragement that they can actually go out and do this. And and Christian men can be strong, right? Can be assertive, can be resilient, and by the way, can be successful and prosperous. We're not weak. Okay, so I guess I want to I want to put out there that there's some strong dudes that love the Lord and are crushing it on a daily basis. And and also gathering a lot of people along the way and encouraging a ton of people and making others better. So my mission is just highlight and showcase and spotlight these servant leaders who are out there doing it for God, 
but they're out there just making a huge impact in the world and, and, and making it applicable to ordinary guys like me. And, and there's nothing, they all say it too, really. Their, their humility kind of says it if they don't say it directly that they're just regular guys. They're just regular dudes out there doing it, but they're doing it in a big way. And, and that encourages whoever's listening that it's possible. You can do it in a big way. Yeah. So you've had some pretty big guests, John. You've uh, you've interviewed quite a few guys from a really impressive list. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, it's tough to say what's your favorite, but what's a standout episode for you? Or maybe it's an episode when you meet someone like, hey, this is the one I always recommend. Is there a guest, a conversation um, that is a standout for you? that really just, you know, it's just something that um, you can always remember as one of the strongest ones. I mean, the one we still talk about in my family, and we're a little bit biased because we're a sports family, and my kids love fantasy football and NFL. And so I have a, a few answers to that question, so bear with me, audience. Uh, but I, the first one that comes to mind is Kirk Cousins from the Minnesota Vikings. He was on uh, – I guess earlier last year in the springtime and I I was really impressed. I don't know if I was, I guess surprised at how humble that guy is, how like real he is. And this might be a theme for all the ones that I mentioned to you, but just authentically transparent. Like he was very, you could tell he has a heart for God. He has a heart for representing his faith. I mean, he's a he's an NFL quarterback having a really good year, by the way, this year. Dude, that guy is as real as it gets. And he is the way he is on the field, uh, winning, throwing a touchdown pass, as he is sitting on this little, small little podcast in, in Houston, Texas, right? So um, that was a big one. I, I've interviewed um, Eddie Penny twice, who's a formal, former Dev Guru Navy SEAL, retired Navy SEAL. Um, who had a radical life change. He was a single father um, for a lot of his career, had some struggles. You guys go listen to the episode, the latest episode. He just wrote a book. We talked about his book called uh, Unafraid. But um, he, you know, I mean, Navy SEALs, we all have this persona we, we put on them. And he is every bit of that. That dude's a man's man. Like, he's as bad as they come. But, dude, that guy is as vulnerable and real as they come. And he knows – I don't know. I don't know how to – I don't want to dive into that too much. But but Eddie Penny was a big one. Like, just showing me how tough and tender can sort of collide and make this dude that, that a lot of people respect. Um, and most recently, um, I don't know, I guess a couple months ago, I had the lead singer for Building 429. I don't know if everybody knows who – most people know who that is, the, the Christian rock group. Uh, Jason Roy is his name. Um, I was shocked. This dude is just like us. I mean, he doesn't try to be super spiritual. He doesn't try to be super holy. He is like a sports guy. He's a tough dude. Like he's, he's kind of like me where he's easily like talked out on the ledge as far as like, you know, don't, don't push my buttons. Like, don't, don't come at my fan. Like I will come at you. (laughs) He's not afraid to be sort of this bold guy. But he's a he's a very like talented artist and just very like I don't know he's just very spiritual when it comes to you can tell he loves the Lord and that's what I love about these guys is they're masculine dudes like they are tough guys 
but they love the Lord and they're not afraid to talk about it. And that's usually the first thing they talk about. So that's what I've had the most fun. And, and I mean, there's so many others, man. I just had Damon West on. Oh my, that guy's amazing. His story's crazy. If you don't know the coffee bean story, go look it up. So yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Thanks for sharing that with us, John. Um, John, as we start to wrap up here, tell us, um, you know, what's the charge you have for men right now? Like what's what's last in line look like for you in your daily life? How's that show up? How do guys live this lifestyle? And for for men that are aspiring to leadership, what's your what's your advice to give us a picture of what that looks like for you? And I'll let you uh, charge the men as we bring this in. Yeah. Um, no, thanks for, for that. Uh, I man, I'm learning so much every day from guys like you and other podcasts that I listen to. And you said something earlier where you say, take God with you. That's a great way to do it, man. To listen to guys that are faith based, that are encouraging you on the podcast platforms and just keep that running in your car all day. I mean, just planting seeds all day. Um, I would tell guys like, don't be afraid at the response around you. If you're standing up for the right stuff, that includes your family. Like you may be unpopular. Don't be afraid to be unpopular is, is one thing uh, that I would say is uh, even your children may, you know, they may be caught up in the social media world and, and they might have these things that they're interested in. And, and maybe you don't stand for certain things that, that they're excited about. Man, don't be afraid to vocalize that. I mean, my kids and, and there are certain big box companies out there that I don't support. And they go and have hangouts with their church friends at certain places that I don't support. And I tell them. So I would, and then I'm not very popular there. But I would just tell guys as that example is don't be afraid to be unpopular. I'm not saying be tr con contrarian to everything and try to push the envelope all the time. I'm just saying don't compromise your, your core values. Um, the other thing is Jesus was a, he was a tough guy. Like, I know you talk about that in your book, and you do it really well, and you articulate who Jesus was really well. Um, but he wasn't popular, and he wasn't timid, and he wasn't soft. Like, it's okay to be kind of a, I don't know, a rugged dude and be and still love God. Like, meekness isn't weakness. I think that's the big thing for guys need to understand. Go look up the word, the meaning of the word meekness. Like, it's not a bad thing. And guess what? The meek inherit the earth. So if you're wanting all this success, you're wanting all this favor and prosperity, you want blessing, like, meekness is sort of where it starts. And and, and uh, that's what I would say to guys is go out and just be a rugged, being a rugged example. I'm not saying you have to go and dip tobacco and shoot whiskey and, you know, listen to Metallica all the time. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm saying strong in who you are in your belief system don't waver off of that keep keep your body capable like i know you man you're a you're a fitness guy you're you're a, a swole dude right and and you've you just had a guy on this week that was awesome uh the fit guy um and well, yeah and so i uh, dude i'm just saying go take care of your bodies take care of your spirit and and don't be afraid to be kind of that that rugged, unpopular, meek guy that that isn't afraid uh, of of maybe pushing the envelope a little bit. 
Love it, John. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. You know, this is what I think when it, it comes to taking a stand. You know, the gospel is an offense. If we take a stand for righteousness, if we take a stand for the gospel, um, you're not going to be loved by everyone. Jesus was not loved by everyone, right? This message is an off. It's an it's an offense. Now, here's the balance for everybody listening to this. It doesn't mean you have to be offensive. Okay, so there's a difference there. The message itself will stand for itself. Truth will stand for truth. And you don't have to present it and be offensive in your presentation. But John, what I heard you say here is just be a man of no compromise. That's what Jesus was. He was a man of no compromise. He stood for truth. He didn't waver in the face of adversity. He knew who he was. He knew where he came from and he knew where he was going and what he was doing. So that's the man that we're called to be. Brother, thank you so much for sharing that. It was an honor to have you on the podcast. Learn more about your journey, your current mission. We're going to drop your links below. So guys, go follow John. Check out Last in Line Leadership Podcast. Um, John's got some great content. He's got a, He's on a great mission. We support him. And until the next episode, let's raise the standard. Hey guys, I got a quick announcement to make. If you feel that you're in the gap between where you are right now and where you're supposed to be in life, that place that God has promised you, that promised land that he has for you, then I want to invite you into the Unfair Advantage Challenge. It's an 11-day email training content that I've never shared on this platform before, and I'm doing this because I want to equip you and teach you how to access the unfair advantage that God gives all men who are walking with him. But here's the thing. Many men never access it. Many men never reach their promised land and many men never reach their full potential. That's why I'm doing this. So go to accessyouradvantage.com, sign up for the training, and you will get equipped with the strategy, the mindset, and the tools so you can unlock and access the unfair advantage that God has for you. Let's get after it.